Hello, and welcome to a stupendous edition of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Sean Ramsden from Cambridge, Canada, a 36-year-old powerhouse with a vision. I saw a banjo. We we didn't know that you had to uh, put the mud down, like like mix it. So we oh, had it. Fun. Uh, we we had it on a vice <laughs> on a table, and we're just pulling this <laughs> this mud out of it. And I'm like, this is way slower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who invented this piece of yeah. crap? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's incredible. I was lucky enough to meet Sean at the recent CSR event in Toronto, and he's just as friendly in real life as he is online. Sean runs Brawley's Dad Construction. He's 36 years old, and he's thinking about starting a podcast about drywall. I've got probably four other places that are closer that I could go get my tools and go get my everything. And I go to CSR every time and just because cool. it's, that's the place to go for it. Right. And, you know, I didn't know about all the different types of bead until I went there and they've got it all in stock. All their tools are in stock. You want to hold it. You can, you know, cool. Cool. But just make, make sure you got a pocket full of money if you go. Cause yeah. <laughs> and it, I'd never leave there. I think you got to pay to play, Friday, man. I know Black Friday. I I I left with nothing, luckily, but the I think the time before that was like five grand or something stupid. Yeah, I picked up a, an auto taper and a bunch yep. of stuff to get me started. Yeah, yeah, so it was wicked. Yeah, I, I love cool. CSR. Okay, we discuss all kinds of stuff from his old experience in sales, learning construction to running his own business and how to take care of your body. I absolutely enjoyed this interview, and I hope you do too. On the 30th, if you can believe that, Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. So we have Sean Ramsden. You got it. Um, Brawley's Dad Construction, which is an interesting name. Yeah. could we could start off by asking Brawley's dad, what does that even mean? It's my son's name. Okay, Bra- you're Brawley's dad. Okay. Yep. I yep. like that. I like that. Uh, when I started uh, Instagram, it was actually for a Popeye's challenge back in the day, like a transformation challenge. I was working out and I had no idea what to call the page. So that's what it was. And then uh, I kind of started doing the the work stuff over it and uh it just stuck. And then what I, you know, what I had to name the business, it was like the kind of brands already there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, you can get the domain and it's, it's kind of obscure. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. Th- there was nothing fought back on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No challenge there. So you, were you listening to the podcast? Is that how you found me originally? Yeah, you were coming across Instagram. I hadn't listened okay. to it yet. I reached out right away because I was like, this is this is a fantastic idea. Um, and, and then we started talking. And then when I, I downloaded them, I, I only saw that first page of them. So oh, I funny. Was, I didn't know there were so many. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, I there's a bunch. when it goes down another whatever, 10 or 15. So uh, yeah, and then I, I chewed up a bunch of them that first week. Um, I, I've yeah. kind of... I've kind of leaned away from the podcast when I'm at home because I've got YouTube here so I can watch the Fresco Harmony stuff. Okay. Um, so I've done a lot of that in the last Oh, month. interesting. The uh, the yeah. application videos. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a different world, man. Uh, yeah, there's miles and miles of that stuff out there. Um, I like that you got your shirt on there. Uh, yeah, you know, from- I got this uh, excellent shirt there uh, the other day. Fresh off the CSR Black Friday event. And if our listening audience doesn't know, I had the pleasure of going up and meeting all of these ca- Canadian characters up in Toronto at the CSR headquarters. And uh, Sean was one of those characters. He had found out about me through 
the podcast and you reached out and you were like, dude, I want to do a podcast. And, and, but, uh, so then, uh, we got you on the list. Obviously you're here mm-hmm. now, but shortly thereafter you started to do like, you got a microphone, you got a headphone yeah. set up and you kind of started to do maybe your own podcast or you're messing around with like, you know, getting out there. Tell me about that. Okay, so uh, actually, it was the, the whole thing kind of started in Brad's backyard. Um, we hadn't seen each other in a while. We, we grabbed a case of beer and we just sat around till it was done. It, you know, and so this we, is Brad, Brad Hanna. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and and we I think it was three o'clock when we called it a night. And I sat there at the end of it, and I was like, imagine if that was recorded, what just happened, and and that was kind of the idea of the whole thing. Uh, the next night, uh, I was with a buddy. Well, of mine. What were you, what were you talking about? Just drywall? Everything, everything, the industry, sure. uh, okay. you know, how he, how he does his butt joints, like just, yeah. you know, the golden handcuffs. He, he's a really smart guy. Uh, yeah. you know, not just, not just taping, but everything. Right. And, and yeah. And for our a- listeners, I got to meet, uh, Brad Hanna. I would like to have him on the podcast also, but you know, some of these characters are elusive, yeah, you, you know, put it in the calendar. Yeah. You gotta put it in the calendar. And yeah. so, uh, so he's kind of one of those characters, but I'll keep working on him. We'll get him on the show. Yeah. I, uh, I started talking to other people about it and I got a list of about 15 people that were like, I'd love to do that. Okay. And I was like, Okay, so now we're getting to the point where I'm up and running. Uh, I've done a couple, and then uh, you know now let's get it on the calendar and get going. So the next this was of back. Weekends... Sorry, this was back when you were brainstorming or you were talking with Brad Hanna, and you were like, "I want to do a podcast." Did that precede like me doing a podcast, or was that oh, uh... like this was a long time ago? I feel like it was like. I don't know, September, October, something like that. Uh, okay. Um, and you know what? It wouldn't have been. It would have been in the summertime. Yeah, we this started, back. this yeah. one started around May, end of May. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Paps, Paps was on uh, May 22nd. Yeah, that was a good one. The, yeah. That, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's it's, cool uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be an industry podcast. I think it's going to be a place that people from the industry go to hang out. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so you will like uh, Josh from, from high cut. And I, I think we spent two hours and uh, we had a couple of drinks, just kind of shot the shit. Are you in a laptop? Yeah. Yeah. It's my Mac. Okay. That's why there's no gap in the middle. You notice that if you're yeah. on your phone, there's a gap and a larger gap in the middle. A lot of dudes okay. do it. A lot of guys do it on their phone. Yeah, phones, I guess, are good enough these days that they, you got a little bit of a camera on it. I just like the the MacBooks. It, it does good for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you you had this idea uh, for a podcast. Yeah. Um, do you, and and you you you're sort of you're talking with Brad Hanna. And you're like, I don't want to do a podcast. This would be cool. And then you sort of stumbled upon mine and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like I want to, I still want to do this. And you also worked with uh, Bill Gagne, correct? Or no? Bill Gagne. Is that Flat Butts? That's the Flat Butts podcast. I talked to him for about an hour on the phone one day. Okay. Uh, And uh, we didn't put anything in a calendar, but he was like, "You, you ought to be doing this on your own, not coming to do mine um no he but, said he'd be happy to have me on but there wasn't any sort of date he kind of wants a little more diversity i think it was okay. like uh the the fourth large white male <laughs> like you know what i mean so i i don't know i i kind of yeah. understand it you know he's had kirsty on there she's great yeah um yeah it's, it, you kind of don't want to have everybody be the same and i i get that yeah. for sure yeah. Well, drywall it's, drywall is sort of a diverse crowd, anyways. Oh, totally. Know? Yeah. Th- so there's a yeah. We have fo, uh, fo. He worked with Bill. He's going to be on the show. Nice. Uh, and Wolfgang is next week. Yeah. Um, but it's all systems, you know. It's just like creating new systems for like all of this crap. Um, with 
the ultimate goal being, I want to learn about Sean and your experience. And, you know, uh, this podcast thing does interest me though, because there really aren't any other podcasts aside from flat butts. Do you have a name for your podcast yet? I don't. Okay. I do not. I do. What about not. what about just Brawley's dad drywall podcast? Or I kind of I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the name of it, and I think that's the brand, right? I, I kind of feel like that's what it's going to end up being. Um, yeah, it might not be Brawley's dad construction, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being Brawley's dad podcast. Bra- just Brawley's dad if, podcast. Yeah, I like pe- it. If people are going to look for it, that's what they're going to search. Okay, um, for All right. sure. Yeah. And, and it's been cool. Uh, I've been doing little teaser drops kind of here and there and the amount of messages yeah. that I get of like, so where do I find this? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we're not, we're not going to do anything until January. I'd like to get like 10 or so ahead. Oh, um, okay. That's smart, man. I was wow. scrambling. I've scrambled. Yeah, I, I don't, I've scrambled the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, next year, if I want to go on vacation for a week, I don't want to be worried about it. Right. Like, uh, and then some of them are going to be, you know, knocked out of the park and some of them probably won't. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's so, okay. Exactly. And I'm telling people too, like if it's, if it's a good conversation and everything, that's amazing. If it's not, it might just be cut up into clips. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't need to be a two hour podcast every time. Um, no, that's but, important to realize, like, it's going to be what it is. You're totally. I, I'm, I'm not here to get likes or to, cater to some an audience i want to talk about drywall i want to try to reel it in and talk about drywall but also you're doing something cool with podcasting that yeah. interests me um you know i definitely want to talk about csr and meeting you over the, you know that kind of yeah. stuff but like um they can be whatever you want you know um i i do like the drywall bent though and talking to drywall dudes you naturally know drywall people 100%. um what uh what platform are you going to use so I don't know yet. I, a buddy of mine's a um, audio engineer. He does all of his own stuff. He used to have a band, and he said once you get a bunch of them together, you can kind of. It's like a probably ten bucks a month, and one these companies will put it on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, think Pod, initially, Podbean does. does yeah, exactly. Uh, I think initially we're going to do like a YouTube page, just kind of get it onto the internet. And then, and then we'll see what happens from there, right? It, YouTube's pretty easy to use. Um, the the thing that you, that I want to do is have it so it could be in your ear when you're at work. That's that's when I'm doing the majority of listening, right? Yeah. But when you're driving, and you're not going to see the videos, but it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the video part of it. Yeah. I, I you know cool. I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if I was gonna or not, and it's uh, you know I'm very expressive. Well, so what it, it does is it creates just a shitload of content. I have so much well, content that I don't know what to, you know, like I could post like, I could post 20 things a day, all different if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to bombard the airstream. You know, I kind of like keeping it a mystery, you know, and like teasing yeah. before the show comes out. But everybody has their own way of doing it. You know, it's very cool. Yeah, and it's it, that I, I kind of keep a little pattern paper and then when i don't want to say profound but i mean if, if anything kind of hits where you're like that'd be a good clip i'll kind of write down the the timestamp of it so i can go back to it later and uh we've had That's a couple smart. of good ones like that um zoom after i think it's 40 minutes it it cuts you off if, if you don't have the uh professional grade and which i didn't know so uh josh <laughs> josh and i got into it and i'm kind of there's there's a part in the podcast where you just see my eyes do this yeah. and then I, i'm like reading it and stuff and and uh then we took a break um you know poured another drink had a had a quick talk and then did it again but i think there's a part of me that wants to leave that the you know so you've got 40 minutes and and three sections of it right yeah so I, I don't know if i want to have like what are the chances that somebody's going to do two and a half hours of you talking or, you know, we'll listen to part one today. Um, so Sean, how the, in the hell did you get into drywall? You know, exactly like that. And that's a legitimate question. How did you get into drywall? I, I was uh, kind of lost. Uh, I was in sales, believe it or not. I, I, I had a principal tell me I ought to go get a job because what the hell were you selling, dude? everything man so sweet when the, we're gonna get you selling fresco harmony dude you're gonna it, travel around canada and just promote that shit there you go i <laughs> so uh this this principal tells me i ought to go get a job and see how hard it is and i yeah. put a suit on and start knocking on doors for sprint canada 
when their long distance thing came out. And I think I was making 200 bucks a day, which like back then was a million dollars when I was like, whatever, 16 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got really good at being a sales guy, but it, it, there was no, you can only get so good as a sales guy, I guess. Okay. Um, and then there's that like, uh, you know, you're out partying and stuff with other sales guys and you go out to call, you know, like client stuff. By the end of it, I was uh, running a, a sales team at future shop uh, out in Toronto. So they had, the commission was pretty good, but uh, you know, the next step up from that was like management. And I think it was like 40 grand a year. Like it wasn't. So, so making, what happened though? On the sales floor. Uh, so uh, what, ha- what somebody, somebody was like, dude, screw sales. You need to get into drywall. Yeah. A buddy of mine came back from the military. Um, Cause it's so much fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was a fucking nightmare at the beginning. Um, it, we So we take this position with a guy that nobody wants to work with uh, because he was a hard ass out of town. So it was Monday to the following Friday, 12s. Uh, and it was wicked. I, you know, I had no responsibilities at home. So you're living in a hotel room, you're out of town, you got a food allowance. It was perfect. Um, I did board for a little bit and very quickly became a framer. There's like a definitive line with guys that work out of town. Like these guys have nowhere else to go or these are guys out there hustling. Yeah. And when you're, when you're the hustler guys, it's uh, it becomes pretty evident pretty quick. Right. So the guy that we were working for would kind of like tease you a little bit with the prints or he'd help you or he'd let you help him uh, do the layout and and things like that. And okay. he kind of, he kind of knew how to turn the crank if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with it, man. It's, uh, I said this to Josh, you know, the first time that you put a, a wall against a laser and it's perfect and you tack it, I was hooked. Cause it was like, and this, this is, is you're talking precision. about, you're talking about framing right now. Yeah. Steel framing. Uh, so, okay. Uh, if you're a, if you're a drywaller out of town, you're framing too. Uh, See a lot of dudes like me. I never framed. Just finished. Just finishing. I didn't even hang until I got to uh, Colorado, and I still didn't really hang. I've hung a little bit, just enough to be shitty, you know. But like, (laughs) you know, like uh, I always was just finishing. Yeah, I I was real good at hanging because I was so big, and right. The uh, the the framing. Once somebody let you do that and then board your own framing, you're like, this yeah. is really easy when it's done properly. Right. You know, all, okay. all the boards land where they're supposed to. There's no cutting. Like it, yeah. it was. It and was then your gaps simple. are tight when you go to finishing. Exactly. I mean, it's a natural progression. So yeah. how how long did you hang before you started finishing? Um, I really only started finishing on the side. I, it was one okay. of those things where I was like, I want to, I want to get into that. And uh, so because of that, I was self-taught. So at the very beginning, it was like taking the wall and sanding it back uh, and, until you start talking yeah. to guys that know what they're doing. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just kind of took off from there. It's anytime that you speak up and say that you're a taper, there's work. Um, if, okay. if you, if you, especially if you can, you know, give a decent job over. And tell me what area you're in. Are you in the Toronto area? I know they were calling it. Kind of. We're, we're like, uh, I'm in Cambridge. So the, it's like an hour outside. It's I, I would say it's still considered the GTA. Yeah, you're, you're not quite out in Guelph yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd say about an hour on the 401. Yeah. Okay. So were you working for, you were working for a company at this time? Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure if I should say which company it was. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But, yeah, okay. So, uh, but DB, DB, we can talk was, trash, whatever you yeah, want, man. No, you, they were great. They were great. We we were just imbeciles back then for a little. Some while. Uh, some companies are real douchey. You know, some companies are good. Uh, uh, yeah. You know those yeah. those conversations are interesting. Where you know, I mean, I worked for them too. I worked for good companies, yeah. and I worked for douchebags that I had to like walk out because they were like chalking up everything and like, you know, r- running me to death and not paying me well. Like, yeah, you know. I worked for guys that, uh, once I kind of got on that path of wanting to be a foreman, uh, I worked for people that they just would decide not to pay you. Like you would just, yeah. you know, all right, well, let's try again next week. And you're like, I'm not giving you another two weeks, right? I just gave you the last two weeks or whatever. Right. So, yeah, you you have to walk away from some of these companies. It's, yeah. it's insane. 
And, and I think that's kind of how they keep going. Some of them, like they're so poorly organized that it's the, the, the guys that end up paying for the business, if you know what I mean by that. So this was, you're working for a company. Uh, were you in the Cambridge area at that time or were you no. in a different, you were in a different so area? We were all over the place at Belleville and Aurelia. And we went, you to were Ottawa. traveling, you were yeah. traveling around. Okay. So yeah. it was like a, like a little, uh, traveling tour. You had a crew that you traveled with Yeah. and, yeah. uh, the company must've been larger. They were huge. Yeah. And so, so they would um, send a, they would send like a foreman with several of these uh minions to go like do battle yep, in exactly. different areas okay yeah and i don't know what the rest and then of you the make good you you make good money doing that i like i felt i was rolling around in it like when okay. I, I had a i still have the pay stub for 116 hours for a week okay uh, so to me that was unbelievable like the you weren't quite sleeping on site but but you might as well have been right. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's like film hours. That's what they work in the film industry. Yeah, it, it was nuts. nuts. But what else are you going to do? Right. It, it, when you go back to the hotel room, it's a party. So you're either going to get involved in that or, or, uh, you know, put the hours in. There's uh, probably a fine line there between being on the road and doing drywall and partying. I mean, I did one job out of town, uh, a long time ago, it, like there was sort of a time restraint. It was just me and it was this large sort of fresco job in, uh, mm-hmm. it was in the Hickory. It was a best Western in uh, Dulce, New Mexico, which is this weird, like, like a uh, reservation town or okay. like, you know, like reservation dogs kicking around and like, the, it was weird. Oh man. Uh, okay. Good hunting, good hunting. It's next to Chalma, New Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, um, and I was working like 15 or 17 hours. I had two helpers, yeah. but they weren't putting the mud on the wall. It was just me. And it was, it was hard. I did that for like five days and it was really hard. Yeah. I was like, this is, I, I can't do this for, forget it, you know, but it was my job. So I, I had to make sure it got done quickly and efficiently. Yep. That's what all of last year was for us. When I started the company, it was like, just go, go, go. I, I think we did a, a seven week stretch uh, yeah. of just of go. Right. How old are you, Sean? 36. Okay. So you're young. You see, I don't, some days I don't feel it, but it, every time I talk to people, it, I still get the, you're young. So that's good. Yeah. People it's, would tell uh, me that when I was 36 too. And I was like, I'm dude, I got to get going. Like my right? days are numbered. Yes. And uh, no, when you turned 46, you were like, oh, I guess 36 was kind of young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, you you start turning the crank and at 36, you're like, OK, well, I better like start worrying about retirement or start my business and get that going and start mm-hmm. figuring it out, you know, because you're past 20 now. And it's like, uh, you know, get busy. Yeah, we kind of sat down and I realized like 30 was going to be for grinding and then we'll we'll see what 40 brings. Uh, Yeah. But but if I can put in the hours now, why wouldn't I? Even if it's just honing the craft, right? um, Yeah. Last month, I did two taping projects for free just to, you know, get content, um, you know, doing a good deed is always good too. Um, Wait till you uh, start cranking this FH, dude. You're going to have fun with that shit. This wall behind me, bud. It's gonna be. It's, yeah, that's uh, what I'm doing. It's happening. I, yeah, I can't say anything yet, but it's happening. By the time this d- it drops, it'll be it'll be rolling. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. But and in short, like hopefully, I'll be back up to Canada. We'll be doing a training at CSR, and you know, that'll be wicked. Getting you guys rolling, you know, talking about it and how to do it and how to get it you know how to sell it and like yeah i want i wanted to get in there at csr and i was like this is kind of like i didn't know what next time you'd be in canada i'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna let him kind of do his thing i, I got your attention on the podcast <laughs> no you were fine you were fine I know, I mean, I know. you know i i had gaps where it was kind of quiet but for the most part people were pretty interesting uh yeah and interested you know but i was i, I mean that's the first time i met brad it's the first time i'd met Brian, Phil, such cool guys. I mean, uh, cool. both Brad's, Aaron with Columbia, Wolfgang, like just like like to me, um, it was like family. It was like meeting yeah. family for the first time. It was it was just so it was heartwarming, and that sounds cheesy, 
But like, for me, it was like, just this like, you know, Graceland type experience. And it's, it's weird, but if you're in drywall, like you kind of know, even like Christy and the cookies were just over mm -hmm. the top. And it was just yeah. like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is yeah. so, like, I felt so welcomed by Canada and like that in the drywall community that I was just, I was, I was beside myself. Yeah. I, I walked right directly from there with that energy into that first podcast with Josh. So it, we have, a, we have a great talk about it and uh, yeah, I don't know. I called it Mecca, you know, like it, it was, it, it's exactly what it was. It was the, everyone from the community, not everyone, but like a good chunk of the community was there. Everybody said hello to each other. You know, we, we hung out. I, I wish that I had taken the whole day now uh, to hang yeah. out. I'll, I'll absolutely. It, be it was cool that. just to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, everybody was just kind of, hanging out all day and you're really you're really getting to know these characters um what's what's josh's last name and that that'll be your first podcast yeah that I, drops I and and also two-parter do you have a uh do you have a uh time that you think that that'll like for first of january or end of january i yeah i think i think it, by january i'll have things out does Josh uh, so have a dry? I, does he have a drywall company? Yeah, high cut drywall uh, on uh, on Instagram. Um, did I, I think, meet? Did I meet him? No, he's down from the states. I, I met him over Instagram. Uh, no, I talked him into coming up next time CSR does that. I'm like, you can you can fucking stay here if you want. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Yeah, I think, and then we're gonna come out with you guys after because uh, that looked like a like a big miss. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I bet it was. Uh, you I know, it was. was just, just, uh, you know, they, they were just so, so inviting and, and ev yeah. it was just a good time. You know, it was, it was a really good time. I mean, everybody was cool. I really got to connect with Wolfgang and also Brad, Brad, you know, and, but, uh, Christy, I was hanging out with Christy and, uh, Aaron, mm -hmm. you know, Aaron's and, huge. Hey, eh? I, I never big anticipated guy. it big to be guy. that big. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason his name's escaping me right now. But we uh Ooh. we ended up hanging out after that, you know, and driving around and like I'll uh like once a month I'll have a chew, like a dip. And so we went driving around looking for like a dip because I was like, you know, yeah. wanted to head back to the hotel, but I was like, let's do a dip. And he had quit smoking. He's like, I'll do a dip with you. And so yeah. we shared like a dip and we talked about Fresco Harmony and just, you know, shot the shit for like probably 40 minutes in the car outside the hotel. And mm -hmm. uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that that kind of thing's got to be extra exciting for you because you've got your own brand and, and new exciting it, thing, right? It's like surreal. That. It's surreal. Yeah. I mean, imagine working on something. I was telling my wife, it's like being a struggling actor for ten years, and then That's all a of a good... sudden, all of a sudden, you get a break oh. in a not like main character in a movie, but it's like mm -hmm. you get a break and you have a you have a decent role in a movie. It's like yeah. that. You get like a little break. Like it's not like I'm not taking over Canada or anything, but it's a big deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tenacious as hell, though, dude. I will I'm come up there. You. I will move up to Canada. Like, you know, yeah. that's just the way I am. Um, so High Cut Drywall is going to be your first podcast yeah. uh, with Josh. Um, and where's he? Where's Josh out of? I don't remember. It's uh, I want to say Maine, but I, I know that it's wrong. Okay. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's down in the States somewhere. He's kind of off to a side place where he's got like a um, a drywall supplier there, but they, they don't have any auto tools. They're like, there's no community down there whatsoever. So he, yeah. we talked about that quite a bit or it's just, there's a, he, he, he says jealous, but I know what I, what I, what he means where it's just that whole community is like in my backyard where, you know, I can take the afternoon off and go to the CSR event. Like it, it was it was really cool. Um, but no, you I, guys I, have a little click up there. That's like special. Like that doesn't exist. So. That doesn't exist anywhere. It's a very cool. And everybody's like prevalent on social and mm -hmm. you got the tool manufacturers like on, they're on, you know, they're on your, their radar. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you know, hooking up and, you know, throwing them tools getting the video content and all that. I mean, we have, you know, drywall shorty and the drywall chicks, they're both yeah. in Montana. 
Okay. And they're just like floating out at sea, you know? I mean, I met them down at uh, Intex, but there was no camaraderie like that or community. There may have been that I wasn't aware of because I didn't know anybody still then. I was wandering around Intex, but uh, we need to nurture that. And like, not just in Canada, so. but in the United States too. Like uh, Shane and I and Corey and I were talking about having like a, you know, a drywall association where we get together once yeah. a year. Like, how cool would that be? doesn't have to be Canada or United States. Just like whoever wants to join, we'll get together at a different spot every year and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, learn stuff, learn about new tools, give tools away, you know, something of that nature. I think it's absolutely necessary. And, and I think CSR this year hit that on the head, right? Where it wasn't in the store anymore. It was in the back. You had all the room in the world for vendors and 400 people if you wanted, right? Like, I take a lot of real estate up in a room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if there's a yeah. hundred people in a room, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, the, the, you could have rammed that warehouse full of people. I would have totally been comfortable. Uh, yeah, they had, but- um, the, I mean, the, their showroom, if you haven't been to CSR, their showroom is yeah, great. Probably the best I've seen. They I have, easily- the, they, they've got the most selection of everything and it's just clean and mm-hmm. it's pro and it's progressive. They have tools you've never seen or m- might not even use, but they like carry mm-hmm. like everything. And then, uh, it, it, but still, it was too small. The way they did it was really great. And I know that they're still they're still making sales from that event, and they're going to have something in the future. Um, you know, it, I I think you know like twice a year, I think they're going to start doing something more substantial i think they should right even sales and stuff on the business aspect of it they've got to make a bag of money that day having everybody out having people yeah there to talk to like eugene's a beaut i don't know if you had any time to talk to him but he's he's used to be an applier so he knows the tools inside okay we talked a little bit he was curious about the product we talked a little bit at the start (laughs) but i didn't really get to he was always sort of sitting with a different group but very Mm -hmm. nice guy too all those guys were nice vince and eugene and like the owners they were all super cool you know uh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's room to to like vet those guys. You know, I'm excited that I get to know them better. You know, in yeah, the future. When you, when you said that it, it might be CSR that that brings you guys in, that's where it belongs. Like, I, I I've got probably four other places that are closer that I could go get my tools and go get my everything, and I go to CSR every time, and just because cool. it's that's the place to go for it, right? And you know, I didn't know about all the different types of bead until I went there and they've got it all in stock. All their tools are in stock. You want to hold it. You can, you know, cool. Cool. But just make, make sure you got a pocket full of money if you go. Cause yeah. <laughs> and it, I'd never leave there. I think you got to pay to play, man. I know black Friday. I, I, I left with nothing luckily, but the, I think the time before that was like five grand or something stupid. Yeah. I picked up a, an auto taper and a, a bunch yep. of stuff to get me started. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was wicked. Yeah. I, I love cool. CSI. So, okay. So let's go back to Brawley's dad construction. You're working mm-hmm. for your work. I want to, and I also, am, I always get very curious about the transition between I'm working mm-hmm. for this company to I'm working solo. And there's probably a huge conglomerate of people that are very interested in that conversation as well, because Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of finishers out there and you can tell from the Facebook groups. I don't know if you go on Facebook a whole lot, but the groups are huge and the, the money conversation, how do you charge piece rate? You know, this always comes up. And when you go from working for somebody else, getting a paycheck every week or every two weeks to you got to hustle your money you got to charge yeah. accordingly, all that stuff. That's a different world, you know. Totally. Um, tell me about the, just tell me a little bit about that, the early stages of that transition. When did you know you wanted to work for yourself? I knew that I didn't want to work for anyone else pretty quickly. Um, as soon as I got into like what I would consider management where I'm running crews and being like the lead hand in a crew, uh, you guys can work your ass off and then whoever's above you can still fuck the week up. You, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's out of your control. Yeah. Uh, other people's ability to not be organized was killing me all the time. Uh, that's okay. why I left the two previous places. Uh, and then I got in with this guy as a site super, but I, I didn't want to only, I didn't want to leave the tools alone. I never not want to be on the tools. 
Uh, so he said that I could do frame board tape, whatever I wanted to do. I could do all the T-bar ceilings, um, but I was also going to be running the site, which to me was complete power. Um, you know, you can have a project manager in an office somewhere, but when you're on my site, it's mine. Uh, and then I went and I built him a booster juice basically by myself. What's a booster juice? It's like a, it's like a smoothie shop, um, like the same size as like a, okay. a subway or whatever. It's a chain, it's a chain, uh, smoothie yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I went up to Sudbury to do that, stayed out of town, I think for two months. It, it wasn't quite two months. Um, but the the site was fucked. Like he did, he didn't have any trades. I showed up there with nothing and then started recruiting and, and doing all that stuff myself. We got it done. Um, and then he came up and fired me because he's a snake. The, like he professionally does that. He, he'll pick guys up for a decent price and then, and send them out to have them do the work and then, and then okay. let go of them. But sure. I, I didn't know that at the time, but on my way home, um, I was all over Instagram. That was the birth of the Instagram. I was, I was waking up at like six, I would get in, do all the site super work with the trades. And then I would go home at like maybe noon, uh, have a little bit of a nap and come back and work all night. So I was kind of putting in two shifts, one as a professional and then one as me, you know, yeah. and then I, I yeah. was able to do all the work myself, but I, I put that all on Instagram and it was awesome. So uh, when I hopped in that town car with all my tools and I was on my way home with, with no job again, um, my cousin reached out and he's like, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. Uh, he's got a, a fencing company, agricultural fencing company. He's like, well, why don't you come to work with me next week and we'll talk. And uh, he was like, I don't understand why you're not running your own thing. And, and I, I didn't understand either, to be honest. There's a hesitation, though. Where so, Yeah, no... sometimes it takes a friend. Sometimes it takes a friend exactly. to be like, you know what, uh, Sean, you're smart. You're a hard mm-hmm. worker, and I think you can do this. And yeah. sometimes we don't have that uh, confidence in ourselves, but a buddy can tell us, and it's like, you're right. Why, why, am, I, why am I putting up with this shit? <laughs> it, honestly, and he was like, I do this all over my phone with QuickBooks, man. Like, this is simple stuff. And I was worried about uh, getting work. And I think we were up and running for a month and I was turning down work. Crazy. Yeah, it was like, okay. So how did you, so uh, yeah, but I mean, how did you get work like out of the gate? So that's a, that's still, you didn't have the work. So you had to go hustle the work. I think that's, that's also a fear. You know, for me, it was there. There were no Fresco Harmony jobs. It didn't even exist. <laughs> they didn't exist. Like yeah. <laughs> I had to like talk to designers and shit, and they're like, "What? What are you doing? No." And I mean, I, it was lean. You know, the first year I yeah. did like three or four jobs. It was lean, lean. Yeah. Um. So that's scary. Um. How did you get those early? So yeah, as soon as everything went feet up, um, with that other company, that was a headhunter that came and got me for him. Uh, It was the first time that I kind of got poached, if you will. And uh, they came back right away. So we hear that you're back on the market. Uh, We've got all these other positions. I said, no, we're done. We're done doing that. We work for ourselves now. Um, If you want to tell people that I'm great at my job, you're more than welcome to do that. And they can hire me through my company. And beautiful. uh, Yeah, I I ended up meeting a guy and uh, he's a kitchen installer, but he was doing bigger jobs. So the, the job that he had on his lap was tearing out the back of somebody's home and then installing a, a 24 foot glass sliding door. But there was a bunch of structural work that had to be done with that. There was, a, it, it was quite the process, but I fully yeah. understood all of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we did, we knocked that out of the park. Well, that uh, was your fe- a feather in your cap too, is your uh, framing knowledge. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of drywall dudes don't have that skill. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, at this point in my career, I had also done uh, footings and I I had built a a building from the ground up, right. We dug the first hole, we put the, the concrete in the ground for the foundation. Like it was now I didn't, but I was running the the site. So you, you really do start to wrap your head around how everything works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I get it. I don't know how to do it, but I get it. Yeah. Cause yeah, if the footing, you know, the footing is directly related to the the 
you know, the frame. Yeah. Getting a hold of an engineer for a quick sketch is not a big deal either. Uh, that that was something that Nick showed me. Um, the guy that I started working for was, you know, he didn't have to get uh, a firm in to do everything. He needed to understand how to put a beam in, period. Like what, yeah. what is it that you are looking for to make this safe? And that was the only input that we got from the guy. The rest of it was, okay, well, let's do it. And when, when that happened, I was like, okay, I can do this now for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and we converted their old shitty kitchen to a brand new, amazing kitchen. Beautiful. Um, so you worked on, you worked on the, the framing, the drywall and the finish. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. was happy to have you. Totally. That's, that's a, so, so part of it was like, okay, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to hustle a little bit, but you had, those mm-hmm. skills are really valuable. Totally. Uh, and then we went right from that into the cabanas. Um, the, it's She's a designer out in Mississauga. It's It, it ended up being in Home and Garden Magazine. Uh, but it was they were beautiful. Uh, and it was the same thing. There, there was no drywall involved in that site. It was just, can you build these cabanas? And I'm like, I'd love to do that. So like my cousin and I would head okay. out there and, and, and do it like... Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that stuff. And then I kind of went back to my wheelhouse of, uh, taking on full basements, uh, doing frame board tape, you know, handed, handed over ready for paint kind of thing. And, and, and it took off. Is it difficult it, in your area to like have, did you need to go get like a, a business license or. I did, the day I got back when, when Jonathan and I had that conference, my cousin, uh, had to talk about opening the business. I did it that day. It was 50 bucks. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I didn't even know if I was going to do it, but I was and like, do you well, have that, to have I, like a drywall contractor's license or a framing license or anything like that to do what you do up there? No. Okay. No. So you need to have, um, WSIB, uh, you need to have your business license and then uh, obviously a bank account an HST number, that kind of stuff. But I did all that like in an afternoon in my underwear, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was not a difficult process. So as soon as things started snowballing like that, like, oh, okay, that was really easy. Oh, okay, finding work is really easy. And it you, it, it, it all comes down to doing the work. Um, I think that's yeah. the most difficult part in, in making it yeah. chime in with your life too, right? Yeah, if you have work ethic, I don't think you're going to have... Like if I, even at this point, if I wanted to throw my hat in the ring as a drywall contractor... Um, and yeah. I just, just wanted to focus on the color. Yeah, um, you're on a hell of a path. I would not deviate from it. It was hard. It was hard <laughs> to get. Yeah. I I didn't take the easiest route, but, but, uh, but that it all goes back to that work ethic early on. I could, that's what I could go up to Dulce, New Mexico for five days and put in 17 hours and like, yeah. just bust a job of, you know, a $12,000 job myself, you know, I'd help. Yeah. But if you have that ability, man, that's a, it's it's you have to be careful to not work too much, but it, it yeah. does enable you to get going. Yeah, my my cousin and I did kind of the same thing. It was a, it was a massive uh, fencing project that he took on, but he was like, "Can I have you for a week?" And I'm like, "No problem." Right when you run your own business, you just move your schedules around. Like I, I'll give you a week, and and we killed it. Uh, I don't know how long mm-hmm. it was supposed to take, but it took a week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we did a post afterwards. You know, at the end of the Avengers where they're all like laying on the ground and they go eat shawarma. It's, it, we did yeah. a video like that and it was just a, just us exhausted, just eating shawarma. It was, That's it was funny. awesome. But it was also the first like victory. You know what I mean? I think we're at something like 800, but it's all legitimate that I've, I've never yeah. used bots or any. No swag, like no that. swag. Yeah. All, all mine are like real deal, real deal. Although yeah, lately, I, like <laughs> lately I'm getting all of these like randos. The video that Cam made has like over 250,000 hit. It came from TikTok over to reels and yeah. he's got like 250,000. And like, I just keep getting likes on the reel. The reel has like 200 and some likes, yeah. but I'm like, that's so weird. And I've asked him, I'm like, why is that thing going by? He's like, I don't know. You know, there's that's like- legit though. We, we, <laughs> especially on Facebook, I've got a few that are up past the 1 million, 2 million views. And it just, 
I don't know what it is, if it's the algorithm or what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but it it's pretty crazy because that was your initially that's your thought. It's like, well, I guess all the bots got a hold of this one, but it doesn't look like it is. You know what I mean? It looks like it's just took off. He's really yep. talented though, too, right? With, his, yeah. with what he's doing. I I like him. I a mean, lot. he's a finisher. He's new. He's so he's coming here next week. I just I just talked to him like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. doing, uh, we're going to do, you know, hopefully we'll do this. I don't know what we're going to do, but like, you know, I always think about like plaster trainings, like they're so boring. It's like, yeah. you have like a little smock and then you're in a studio and you're making samples. I'm like, fuck that shit, dude. We're going to be on the job. I'm going to pay you wage. We're going to film it. We'll blow this shit up. Like, cause like, I'm like, you know what? Samples are fine. And I preach samples, but not because I want to like show you how great it is. I samples sell, but I'm all oh, about yeah. like making money. Like yes. let's go in, like I'm selling this shit and I'm going to show you how to sell it. What's developing is like, Oh, people can come here. I've got enough jobs. <laughs> they can just like jump on a job and we'll hang <laughs> out. We'll yeah. hang out for two weeks. They could work, make the money. I mean, he's paying for his plane ticket, but I told him I would pay him wage for the hours that he's on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of like a, you know, he ends up not having to pay anything to come and learn and yeah. hang out. And he's going to go back and to Ohio and crush it. Like I know it already. He's from? Hey, yeah, I was, I was wondering. Uh, we've had, we started having the conversation around like him branching out on his own, but he's another like, you know, uh, he's young still, he's 27. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, if I could go back to 27, I would have started on my own and I just would have like ground myself into the ground. You know what I mean? Just like go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. It... Yeah, I started Fresco Harmony at solely at 28. Yeah. I left I left Colorado and when I moved to Albuquerque, I'm like, I'm just going to do colored joint compound walls like, like a weirdo. <laughs> and like that's... That would, have been, that would have been weird for the first little bit. Were you trying to there tell was no color no? there was no color line there was no yeah. nothing i had yeah. to just like go and and i didn't know about sales i didn't know about running my own business mm-hmm. i was just like whatever i'm just gonna do it my theory was like okay i'm making even in crested butte i was making 22 25 bucks an hour it was pretty good i had a good boss over there mm-hmm. he paid well but my theory was like okay a thousand bucks a week like if I can do a $2,000 job, if I can get one of those a month, I was living on nothing. Like, like, you know, and, and if I could do a fresco harmony job, just one a month, I haven't made. Like that was my original idea. And that's what kind of drove it. And it would be lean and I go broke. And uh, then all of a sudden I get this like $10,000 job and I bust it out. And that would keep me going for a little while longer. There is this moment where things get tight and like right about the moment you're starving, something comes up and you like jump on it. It's like mm-hmm. the 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 effort that's put forth when that work shows up, you're just killing it. You know yep. what I mean? It's yeah. It, 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 I don't know if half of it is like um, need, but it, it's that like excitement at, the, at least at the beginning yeah. where you know a new project comes on and you're like fully rested and you just you just attack it right like this you have to be okay with un- uncertainty like yeah. like 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 it's not for being an entrepreneur is not for the, the there's a there's a large portion of the workforce that needs that security that paycheck totally. the the insurance the you know all of that and that's totally awesome and i think you know i think that's good for some i think there's another you have to be of the mindset of like there's no there's no consistency with being an entrepreneur. It's always out of whack. Everything's always out of whack and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. When we were in full swing, I think we were turning down something like 15 jobs a week, but you're also going through them and you're quoting them and you're, you know, I I would go to like Montana's, grab a beer, do some quoting, try and get some content done, take a look at next week's schedule, do my takeoff for the rest of the week. You know what I mean? And you're juggling all the time. So you kind of have to settle down to, okay, what kind of clients are we looking for now? Um, 
you know, what are, what are we going to be doing moving forward? Because this is crazy. Um, I, by the end of it, I started sending out a copy paste of send us your plans and permits and, and whatever, and we'll schedule a call. And I felt like a dick the first time that I did that, but the amount of times that you spend 15, 20 minutes talking to somebody to find out you're not going to do their job is crazy. It's you, you need all of those 20 minutes. <laughs> You know, yeah, and you start looking at those calls differently. Like, okay, I'm going to field calls from two to four, but yeah. if you don't like shut your phone off and just work from like in the morning to, you know, when I talk to Drywall Shorty, she's like, yeah, we do videos on X amount of time. We knock yeah. those out, get those out of the way, so that we can, you know, I don't want to be running the box and have to stop and go blab with some a homeowner or something yeah. for, uh, you know, an, thirty minutes. It kills a day. Well, it, yeah, there is this, like after maybe two hours, you get into a groove and those hours, like three, four, five, you're doing one and a half or two times as much as what you would be because yep. you're in the zone, right? Yep. You got the right music on, you know, <clears throat> you've, you've got your steps, right? Yeah. You got to yeah, get like warmed up, you get warmed up and then, yeah, totally. there's, there's those cush hours. And also likewise too, I think there's a drop off like after eight hours, especially if I was pushing hard, mm -hmm. I would pace myself too, yep. to make sure that I could do a consistent amount of work for eight hours. But after that, man, your productivity starts to, it starts to drop yeah. almost to where it's like, you know, it's more beneficial to work 40 hours versus 60. And that, that gets louder. The volume on that gets turned up when you get into your forties because your body becomes fatigued quicker. Totally. Yeah. It, I was giving myself two stupid mistakes basically last year. And so I would go until, you know, you one inch yourself. Uh, that's, that's a super common thing in carpentry. You'll say 86 and you'll, you'll cut an 85 or an 87. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're just like, Okay. So that's one, you know, if it happens again, we're done today. Yeah. You're, you're going to, you're going to go back and, and something's going to be wrong. Right. And because you'll have overlooked it because you've been grinding for 10 hours today. You haven't had lunch yeah. yet. You know, it's, it's yeah. it, it, by the end of last year, the nutrition was a big part of it too, right? Where you can't just eat shit all day, every day. You and you, water. I talked about water on the other podcast. You got to yeah, have yeah. a big water thing with you. Uh, Cam and I talk about, he's got like a coffee. We talk about like the coffee maker and he's like, I don't even drink coffee anymore. And he's like, absolutely right. Like a one in the morning, mm -hmm. get to the job. Okay. I'm done with that. I switched to water. I drink water for eight hours. Then I'll have a coffee on the way home because coffee is just a time suck, you know? Well, you got to go get it too, right? And and it, and it doesn't do anything for you. There's a video going around, and it's uh, it's uh, it's an antagonist of whatever's built up in your body as you're getting tired. It it just it blocks the receptor. It doesn't make mm -hmm. you any you know happier. It just uh, it just gives you that extra little bit. And then mm -hmm. when it's all gone, you crash hard uh, yeah. because you got a buildup of whatever this stuff is. Yeah, I stopped drinking coffee a while ago. I like it in the morning, mm -hmm. um, but. When I'm going to the gym, my nutrition's kind of on point and, and there's no need for stimulants or I sleep so well. Um, yeah. You're not snacking and eating crap because you're like, your body's kind of got what it needs. It, it was difficult at the beginning trying to even do that. It, it just felt like I was getting pulled in every direction all the time. And you were just like blanket trying to get everything done every day. But uh, yeah, so if I would suggest anything to somebody that's starting a new company, it's, you know, get get your routine set hard yep. Bef yep. before you start, man. Because it, it's uh, it, like I was legitimately worried about not having work. And in a month or two, it was like, that's all I did. You're, yeah, it, you're it right back to where you are. Except you're making seven days a week. What, what would you say you're making twice as three times more? For. It, I, well, <laughs> it's, you know, um, it varies from projects, job to job. Man, yeah. Yeah. Some of those projects, especially the custom carpentry stuff. And, and that's because when you're using exotic woods, it doesn't matter what the material costs, you can't get it. And again, you've got to ship it in or order it or whatever you're doing. Okay. So people are paying a premium for that because you don't screw things up, right? Okay. You're, you're taking your time and you're doing it properly, but like that stuff pays outrageous amounts of money. It's uh, and, and the guy that I do it with is amazing. It's like, you know, I'm still learning stuff from him. It, he's, uh, 
he's very humble when he, he's like, we're the same. I'm like, I, I don't think, yeah, yeah. Jed- <laughs> I don't think we are, but, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> like the Jedi, Jedi, he's a Jedi. Yeah. He's yeah. He's amazing. God. Yeah. Shout out to JT Carpentry. He's uh he's a beaut man. He'll be on cool. the, pod, uh, the podcast too. It's uh, he's a kind of a beer connoisseur. So. You know, so I'm excited to actually listen to another podcast. You know, I listen to like Tim Ferriss and different podcasts, but not yeah. drywall or construction related. The construction podcast too. I'm, I mean, I tried, I I'm very picky about what I yeah. spend my time listening to. So that's why I'm also picky with the content of my podcast. So uh, it'll be very refreshing to listen to, uh, you know, another drywall podcast and get some different perspectives. Just like how you're doing it is very interesting to me, you know. Yeah, and I've got a couple of firefighters. Um, cool. Yeah, HVAC guys. Like it's gonna okay. Be, it's going to be fun, uh, it, it, but. I think that's what's going to make it different, right? Is it, it's uh, the tone of like, we're just hanging out and, and shooting the shit is going to be the same thing, but it, it's going to be, uh, you know, specifically different. But I, I think it's going to be more about just what's up with people not not okay. all, all work, but we'll see. So you're, you're new though, correct? You're like, uh, for your business, how old is your business? Uh, so two years in February. Okay. So, so we're, very, yeah, we're pretty we're new. Real new. We're yeah. real new. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's pretty awesome. Um, Sean Ramsden. (laughs) Brawley's dad. Brawley's dad construction. Uh, Expert framer, drywaller, finisher. And what's your favorite out of the three? Finishing 100%. I know. It's so fun, huh? I I mean, you either really like it or you don't. But yeah, like... it, it, I really like steel framing. Uh, setting lasers and making things perfect. It there's a little something in me that that loves yeah. that. And um, math, you get some math in it's there. Crazy math, yeah. Yeah, and 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 you're when you're. I think maybe it's just that I'm so good at it, uh, right? Like there, there's always that. But the, the finishing, I just think it's cool, man. I, I when I started yeah. watching Brad, it, I always say that it's like when skateboarding in high school. Right. It was something you were never going to do, but it was really cool. You know, it, it yeah. was one of those things. Uh, that's what kind of auto tools was to me when I learned about them. It was like this new cool thing. Um, now it, it had been out for whatever, 10 years or, or more than that. Um, Long time, dude. They yeah, were doing actually 20. Like, like Aaron's, like Aaron's s- dad old. Yeah. 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 I, w- yeah. I, w- I started in the union. 22 years ago they were all running the tools that's crazy. everybody like that's all i that's it but i don't understand my mind how did none of us know about it like the majority of the guys that i talked to they think it's five years old like i was 23 i just thought that was the normal way to finish drywall and then i went down to arizona and no and they were using the tools in and to peace rate doing peace rate in sierra vista arizona i don't know how it got down there but then i went up to colorado and they nobody was they were using banjos they were using box tool but not the bazooka and i was like why aren't you using all the tools the first time i saw a banjo <laughs> we we didn't know that you had to uh put the mud down like like mix it so we oh, had it, fun. Uh, we, we had it on a vice <laughs> on a table and we're just pulling this <laughs> this mud out of it and i'm like this is way slower yeah <laughs> yeah who piece. invented this piece of yeah. crap oh yeah it's, it's incredible that's funny yeah the first thing that i tell a novice or a, a contractor or something is like yeah you you always have to thin down your mud you know, people yeah. don't, people think ready mix, it's just ready to go, but no, you got to thin it down. You want a bucket of clean water, a bucket yeah. of dirty water for washing your tools. That's like a revelation to people that have never done it. And then thin down your mud, use clean water, thin down your mud. And you and just that tip, people are like blown away. Like you changed yeah. the way, you know, novices that do a little bit for themselves. They're like, yeah. you showed me that and a couple of tricks with the knife. And he's like, I... I finish all my own stuff now, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not as difficult as everybody thinks that it is. Now, fighting it onto the wall straight out of the box absolutely is because you're, you're, it's heavy. It doesn't want to spread. And then when it does, it's just full of holes. Like it, yeah, it's a nightmare. It's so, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Right out of the box for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I have typically, I'll have a, a mud bucket, 
yesterday's mud bucket that you know I'll, I'll tint it if we need to do uh touch-ups and things like that later on um a clean and then a dirty water and then I'll. Have you do like the tinted you do the tinted like touch-up mud what yeah. do you use what do you use for the tinted touch-up mud chalk like uh uh chalk line chalk yeah usually. chalk line yeah. chalk you're you're a framer you always got chalk line I got kicking around. buckets of it. Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, now I, I really started doing that for uh, using the angle heads. So I'll, I'll tint all of that color. Cause when it goes on, I can see everything's been hit. Right. Like in, in some parts, because it's a blade, right. You're skimming it with yeah. the angle head it, at some points it's, it's kind of perfect right here, but over here it needs the mud and that's what it does. Yeah. Um, but with the colored mud, you, you see that everything's been hit. If I, I was finding it when I was doing it without it, it, you were guessing, it, it felt okay. a lot like guessing. Um, and then it looks cool too. Whenever the yeah. customer comes by and they're like, Oh, that, that yeah. looks really clean. Right. And it's yeah. like blue or pink or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Perfect. yeah, you pick your color, mix it up really good. And then you can like pick, pick and choose a color, but, uh, Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the color packs are way more fun to use when you're just like covering the entire surface oh, of bet. the wall, you know, I bet yeah, it's just burying everything. <laughs> I took, I took some videos like up, up close and on angles at CSR. I'm like, I love this stuff. Cause yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's not aggressive peaks and valleys, but it, it, they're enough to like, when you walk by it, you're like, wow, that's cool. Like it, it's art. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. subtle. It's like it's there. It, it's all really subtle too, and the finish is really subtle. But uh, you'll get to, you'll get to. We'll be, we'll be playing around with it. Um, Pearl of wisdom. What Ooh. are you gonna, what are you gonna tell the drywall community that you wish somebody had told you? At the very I beginning, mean, to... you've had a bunch of pearls of wisdom, but uh, let's let's fire yeah. off. You know, the gem, the 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 diamond in the rough. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you need to eat as much shit as possible coming up, right? You, like you, all the difficult things that nobody else wants to do, you have to put your hand up for, uh, for a couple of reasons, right? You'll you'll get that experience. If nobody wants to do it, nobody's going to rush you to do it, right? And if you screw it up the first time, everybody's expecting you to, right? Uh, but you're not going to grow if you're not doing really difficult things all the time. Um, and you got to show up. You got to hustle. It's, you know, a lot of guys get into these positions where they're like, well, everyone else is just kind of dragging their feet. So that's all we have to do here. And it's, it's just a terrible way to live. I, I have to be exhausted and I have to be doing difficult things all the time, or I'm, I'm bored. It's uh, I, I think that's, that's a big one. Take on as, as much difficult stuff as you can. The stuff that sucks is the good stuff eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking with somebody about learning how to clean my first six months in the union. All I did was clean pools okay. and like it was shitty and you get messy yeah. and wet at the end of the day and it's cold, but you know what? Like it never bothered me to bust out those tools because I was so good at cleaning them. Like it's yep. like that. Like one once one remedial task leads to the next. Same with scaffold. I was moving scaffold a bunch. I could set yep. scaffold up like Same. nobody's business, you know. Yep. And um, those those tasks that just seem remedial and and lame at first, like they they'll pay off and and later and realize you're not. You know, you have a lot of time. Be patient. You don't have to learn the entire trade like, you know, all at once. Yeah, and, and you also need to understand when you've learned it and move on. I'd, that was a lot of my career was was I got to the point where I'd outgrown, and then you have to you have to leave. You know, like I worked for guys that were like, "Well, I'm not going to teach you that, or what? I, what would I be here for?" Okay, like that's we'll silly. See you we'll see, see you later, right? It, yeah, it, but that is how guys keep their positions, I guess. But I mean, when when you're good, nobody's ever coming for my position. Right. Because the people that are around me, they're growing, they're learning. It's, it's a good thing for everybody. Right. It's, it's not this feast or famine mentality anymore. It's, it's more of the community. And I think we're seeing that more and more with CSR and, and Instagram for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you're reaching out to guys that yeah, effectively are your competition and you're having discussions about how to do better. It's, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. And kudos to you too, for uh, firing up, 
uh, uh, podcast as well. I look forward to hearing it and uh, stay tuned for Brawley's Dad Construction Podcast or Brawley's Dad Podcast or, you know, whatever name we come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll have to make, you're probably going to do an Instagram page for that entity. I think so. I think so. It's a, um, It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Like a standalone page. Yeah, because yep. there's a lot of people that just like the the good mornings in the morning that I do and, and that kind of stuff. I sure. don't think I want to like flood every clip of the, yeah. Now the TikTok's going to stay the same. That's just going to be the brand. I'm not doing a bunch of different TikToks. Me and I, either, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually, I like yours. It's all over the place. So it's, it's all like, over. You get a, you yeah. Get a little bit like, of whatever. I try, yeah. TikTok's kind of like my venue for like trying different things, you know, it's this weird. I'll put on a podcast and I'll put on like Fresco and then like, you know, share something or whatever. doesn't matter. Something, yeah. You're kind of like throwing a bucket of stuff into an ocean of content uh-huh. and just seeing what, what comes back. Right. Yeah. TikTok's it's, weird. It is super weird, but, but yeah. it kind of gives you an idea of, of how people are going to react to stuff. That pirates video I did the other night, man, took me an hour Let's to check to, it out, to snip up all the, all the little clips. It's like, Everything from all of last month into like eight seconds, eight seconds, 1.6 seconds for whatever, two minutes. Speaking of uh, platforms, where can where can our listeners find Sean Ramson and check out your stuff? Um, yeah, definitely on on uh, TikTok. So Brawley's dad on TikTok, um, on Instagrams, Brawley's dad construction. Um, Facebook is essentially it's a copy paste of the Instagram. If you've got Instagram, okay. that that's where you want to be. That's where all the okay. cool stuff is. Um, okay. I, I feel like kind of Facebook, I don't know. doesn't do it. It's not as easy to transfer everything. So I'm not doing it twice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, YouTube. Not yet, but that is coming and it's going to be Brawley's dad construction. I've got it set up. I just have nothing on it. So um, that'll be Brawley's dad construction at YouTube soon enough. Okay. You'll be able to search that. And, uh, and no website yet. Nah, I, I looked into it. I had a designer that did all my clothes and uh, she was like, I do websites and we just never needed it. It, it, it sure. the, the work was coming. My resumes on the, on the Instagram, right? So you might yeah. consider one, you might consider one for the, the, uh, the podcast, but then, yeah. or, or one that kind of encompasses that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you don't need one, there are a lot there, they can be work and a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then if somebody wants to get a hold of you directly, uh, you can leave your phone number if you want and your uh, uh, email. Um, it's Brawley's Dad Construction at Gmail. And then okay. uh, I think the best way to get a hold of me is to DM me through uh, Instagram or send me an email. That said, uh, typically if that phone rings, it's uh, I almost wince before I pick it up. because. <laughs> To, to be dedicated on the phone like that is there's about 10 other things that I should be doing while I'm talking to people. Uh, sure. I t- typically I'll send people a video message instead of uh, even mm-hmm. texting with them. It's, it's just, the yeah, you Canadians with the video messages. That's weird, like, eh? it, that's weird. But I like, I'm like, whatever. Somebody wants to send me a video message. I'll like video messaging. Christy Allett's always like video messaging. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy, but whatever. It's cool. I like to see people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're expressive, cool. right? So it's, yeah, you got to see it. That's right. Sean Ramson, Brawley's Dad Construction. Thank you so much for being on the Drywall Podcast today. We're going to look for your podcast coming out in the near future. And awesome. um, yeah, have a great rest of your day. Okay, you too, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. Special thanks to Sean Ramsden of Brawley's Dad Construction for being on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. And uh, it was awesome. You can tune in every Friday to hear a new episode of the Drywall Podcast on your favorite platform, such as Podbean, Apple Podcast. Uh, YouTube, and also Spotify. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you today by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. If you have questions about the Drywall Podcast, Fresco Harmony, or anything, you can contact me directly at info at frescoharmony.com. Thank you for joining me today. 
on the drywall podcast. I appreciate you listening. And remember, keep drywalling. <laughs>